Welcome to The Policy Shop, weekly conversations with public policy experts where we'll dive into the most important issues affecting all of us here in Illinois. I'm Hillary Gowans. Let's get started. Illinois is losing some of its top-earning residents and businesses, including Caterpillar and Citadel's Ken Griffin. Joining me to talk about what this means for our state is Matt Paprocki, president of the Illinois Policy Institute. Welcome, Matt. Thanks, Hillary. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you? Doing great. Just got off a big weekend this weekend, camping at the zoo with my daughter. So feeling refreshed, but uh, the the camels waking you up in the morning is taking a little bit out of me. Well, and sleeping in a tent with a toddler, you probably didn't actually sleep The five-year-old, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we got a good six hours, so ready to go here. You look fresh. Thank you. Thank I would you, never thank have you. known. Thank you. Um, okay, so the biggest news in Illinois um, recently has been this trickle of exodus stories and not just anybody it's ken griffin it's caterpillar's headquarters and we got news about boeing not too long ago where are you at on this news like what are you thinking about well the first thought is we should have seen this coming i mean certainly boeing is a tough loss now in some respects boeing's headquarters feels like originally should have been in seattle right that moving here was it was a little uh strange but you know, you have, you have Caterpillar, right? Like this is a very quintessential Illinois company with tens of thousands of jobs here. You know, that was a huge blow. But the thing I think that's important to remember is, is years earlier, the CEO of Caterpillar said, hey, if the business climate doesn't change in Illinois, we're going to have to move. And guess what? They moved. Uh, and I think the, the, the biggest surprise out of all of this has been the response of our governor. You know, you see Boeing leave and he kind of shrugs. Caterpillar leaves and he goes, you know, it's just it's just the headquarters, right? It's not the 15,000 jobs, you know, as if like that's not going to come later, right? Like this is like me and my wife deciding we're going to move states and then going, well, at least their kids didn't move with them. Well, I think chances are they're probably coming, you know, and then Citadel, he hasn't even mentioned by name yet. We have yet to have any commentary based on our governor, based on a billion dollar company, multi-billion dollar company leaving. Right. I think that's striking and that's very, very concerning. What's been really interesting for this go around, at least for me personally, I remember when uh, the former Caterpillar CEO wrote that op-ed that's 10 right. years ago, back in 2012, he wrote an op-ed basically begging for state leaders to fix our fiscal problems. Uh, and to your point, that was ignored. Um, well, then you also had you also had Ken Griffin say at the Economics Club saying, hey, look, crime is an issue and it's tough for my employees to come down to the downtown Chicago when crime's an issue. And you know what they did? Nothing. Right. So that that leads me to my question to you, too, which is, um, you know, there's this trend where J.B. Pritzker, when we got news about the population numbers that came out from census, um, the, the data showed that our population losses weren't as bad as we previously thought. We're still losing people, but it's not as bad as we thought because uh, the previous census was a little bit off. Um, but the new, the way that Pritzker spun that was, well, great news about our population. Welcome all you new residents. And just ignoring the reality, because we were talking about this earlier, anybody who's lived here for any amount of time at all has had those hard conversations with friends or family or neighbors about, you know, well, hey, we're picking up and we're moving. So my question is, how does he get away with not dealing with this? Because to your point, he hasn't even talked about Citadel. So where's the response? How can we say, all right, we've gone 10 years without touching the biggest problems on the table? Yeah. Well, I think first, he's just you can see how out of touch the governor is, is 
We all know, like we've all had friends leave. We've all had family members leave. In fact, uh, Paul Simon Institute had a poll a couple of years back that they said 50% of Illinois residents would leave if they could. Right, we all know this and we feel this and it's tough, but the solution to this can't be, hey, let's pretend like it's not happening. Let's pretend that people aren't moving out of the state. And I think that's the concerning thing, you know, both from both from people in the out-migration that's happening in Illinois, but then also with these companies is, I think what's telling is what market signal does this send to other companies? Because we see Caterpillar leave, and then it's less than a week later, right? In the op-ed that I wrote for the Washington Post, inside of it, I said, look, this is a tough market signal to sell, because what do other companies say? The day after that was published is when Citadel decided to leave the state of Illinois. And if you're another company and the, the leader of your state shrugs their shoulders and goes, ah, that's fine, that's not a big deal, you've got a serious leadership problem, and that's concerning. And to me, what it feels like is that there's the political sphere and then there's everybody else. And the people who have power here are operating in a system that's totally divorced from everybody's regular lives. Like, we just want you to make it less expensive, less burdensome, sustain our homes. We don't want to leave. So why why is there that disconnect? Uh, I mean, that's a complicated question. And I think that we could have a two hour long conversation, but it's a great question. Because there is there is a few different gaps that take place here with, with how politics are divorced from people. I think one issue is that we've outsourced our vote to political parties, quite frankly. The majority of people right now feel orphaned. They feel like they don't belong to any political party. And I think that's, that's really where an organization like IPI is stepping in and saying, we're going to go do something about this. Because we see what effects it actually has on people's everyday lives. We understand that people are frustrated. They're upset about taxation in our state. They're tired of our leaders doing nothing about it. You know, and even on this, we want more companies. We want more jobs to come here, right? I want people clamoring so that the next big factory, the next big organization says, we want to come to the state of Illinois. The issue that I'm afraid that we have right now is that everybody looks at these two major parties and says, here's my options that are sitting on the table. Um, the first is that people are voting, whether or not they're voting for a Republican or Democrat. Unfortunately, the way that they're voting is with their feet, right? We see Citadel, they just voted, right? They voted that they're not going to stay in the state. You also have Caterpillar. They voted. You know, and our friends and family are voting too. What we have to do is we have to rectify that. We have to vote. We have to vote for leaders who are, who are in tune with what our concerns are so that when there's people who are saying, hey, Illinois, everything's fine. There's no problems. We say, no, there is problems. And I'm going out to vote for somebody who's going to go cast me a vision of how Illinois can be this great place that we can rebuild. Yeah. And I think that that's so I, I want to switch gears here, too, because we're talking about the problems. Like These are big problems when these major employers leave um, and issue a vote of no confidence. But the maddening thing sometimes for us is that the solutions are actually very simple. If people could just sit down and focus on them. Um, and I think your point is spot on. Most people here are orphaned. They're not on either extreme. They're somewhere in the middle. And what I love about what we do is that we're not tied to a party agenda. We look at an issue, we evaluate it on its merits. What are the benefits? What are the cons? Um, and then we figure out, well, what's the best thing to do? Yeah. And I think that that's what is so persuasive about a lot of the, the work that we produce. Um, do you think that there are a lot more people who are open-minded to alternatives at this point? I hope so. Uh, and I think that's where the opportunity lays. 
I think there's something really interesting. I want to specifically target into uh, the Ken Griffin leaving Illinois. because I think it's interesting. It's not just a company. Certainly Citadel leaving is, is a huge outpouring of high, high quality jobs in the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois. But I think here's a great philanthropist, right? This is, this is along the lines of, of what Rockefeller did when he donated all of these libraries. I know they're different, and I'm not trying to say that uh, it's, in the same, it's in the same vein. But, you know, Alexis de Tocqueville always talked about what made America great is that there was a philanthropic giving, right? Not just to the, uh, to the people who were homeless, but to lift up communities. And you saw that with Ken Griffin. I mean, he has donated millions of dollars to the arts. You know, when I ran into work or when I, excuse me, when I took my bicycle into work this morning, I went on the Lakefront Trail. You know, he donated something like $20 million to rip that thing up so that you could have a nice ride or a nice run on your way in that wasn't done with tax dollars. And I think that's that's what we need to get back to is we need to put our money in the investments that matter the most. And I think his vision of philanthropy was quite great in the idea that, again, our governor would look at this and say, hey, this is no big deal. It is a big deal. It is. And it would it would matter not just in the city of Chicago, but you know, imagine that somebody lived down the street from you and what they did was they fixed up your neighborhood park and they spent a bunch of money to fix up the lights and they cleaned up the, the litter on the sidewalk and they invested in new sidewalks for your kids to ride their bikes down. And then they decide to move and you say, well, you vote from a different political party than me. Good riddance. No, that would be ridiculous. You would do everything in your power to say, no, you make our community a better place. And I think that's what Ken has really done with his investments. He's made this a better place to live. And him leaving and the governor saying nothing about it, uh, it's, re it's really scary because philanthropy, quite frankly, I think is what's going to change this city. It's what's going to change this state. So what do you say to other people who are on the fence? Get involved, fight, right? Find alternatives. I, there's Look, there are cases where people are leaving, right? We see it here. We know it from, from our neighbors and our friends. Uh, but this is an amazing state with amazing opportunities. And when you have that opportunity, what you have to do is protect and to fight for it. Because you see, you know, there's, there's a side who's fighting like hell to give us a different alternative of the future. And what we have to say is not, let's run away, let's go pack up. I know that's tempting, but our thought has to be, let's fight for our communities. Let's fight for our friends. And if nothing else, let's fight for the people who are still stuck here, right? I think that's what's instructive about that stat with the Paul Simon Institute, it's 51% of people would leave if they could. So what happens when Ken Griffin leaves and the money that goes into these civic institution dries up? It's the poor kids in the South side, in the West side, they're the ones who are hurt from this, right? It's the families who live on the North side who are gonna struggle from this. That's who we need to be fighting for. That's who we need to be protecting. Uh, so as we think about our future, we have to think of what can I do to help these individuals? That involves staying here, that invites fighting for a different alternative and electing people who are actually going to be in touch, in touch with what our concerns are. All right. Well, Matt, thanks for unpacking all of that. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Hillary, this was fun. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. To keep up with all of our work at the Illinois Policy Institute and to sign up for our newsletter, visit IllinoisPolicy.org. If you like what you heard today, subscribe and give us a five-star review. We'll see you next week for another episode of The Policy Shop.